This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. What's this week's roundup, Brit? This week, we are talking about authenticity, what it is, how do you know if you have it or someone else has it, and how do you get it? Yeah, we get a little hype on this one. We got a little passionate. We recorded this one last week, so I'm trying excited. to keep it real. Trying to keep it real. Trying to keep it authentic. <laughs> Keeping our most authentic <laughs> selves. I think we really crushed it, but uh, we'll see what you guys think about it. But I would love to know, how was your week? This week is good. Um, just continuous grind of things. And I feel like sometimes the future isn't always so clear for me. And so I'm just trying to do like the next best thing mm-hmm. and just move forward as I can like as quickly as I can doing that because like we've talked about before when like the big picture seems so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. like you don't even know where to start. You become paralyzed. And so I was like, okay, just do the next best thing. And that has helped me. I also feel like I'm kind of on like this brink where everything is about to change. Yep. And so like I was thinking about it and I was like, I wish that like looking back over my life, I wish that someone would have told me that I was in the good old days while I was like in them. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, I think that might be like one of those moments that I'm like in the good old days. So I'm just trying to be like super present because I just feel like I'm on like the cusp of this like major change. Yeah, I and we had talked about that a little bit last week is like things are like we have a lot on our plate right now, a Mm -hmm. lot of really, really good opportunities. And it's like, oh, okay, so things are shifting. This is going to be the year of like really, really hard work and Mm -hmm. really hard things. But it's it's at that tipping point. And for you even more so. And I just feel like, yeah, all you can do is take one day at a time and one task at a time. My dad always says like, just check, check the box, like make your list, check the box one at a time. That's all you can do because it's exactly what you said. When you look at a big picture, you get overwhelmed and then I get paralyzed. Like I can't do things. So, right. But I'm also like, I think maybe there was like this little time of like quiet because February is about to be like off the hook. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many events and just everything is about to hit. So I was like in this place of like stillness and it almost was like, but there's so much to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So, but I'm also just trying to be present, enjoy it. Everything's about to, shit's about to hit the fan yeah. in a good way. In a good way. In a good <laughs> How way. could shit hitting the fan be a good thing? Listen, it's not. Let's say <laughs> ever, in the history of ever, shit hitting the fan is never good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, what could we throw at the fan that would be good? Confetti? Rose petals. Yeah. Yeah. We like both of those. The rose petals are about to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. That's less fun. Um. So yeah. How was your week? Uh, My week was a big growth week for me. I think personally, I had to like, set a lot of boundaries and do a lot of things that were uncomfortable. But when I'm doing those things, I find that people will either respond in a way that lets me keep them in my life or not keep them in my life or let them be on a pause. And that's kind of nice. The puppy 
um, the puppy's brother and brother-in-law and sister reached out to me this weekend. So I went to coffee or I went for drinks with them, um, on Sunday night and basically had to set some hardcore boundaries. Cause I went just like, I wanted to be there to support them. I love them so much. Like they are really good people, but what ended up happening is they asked a lot of me and Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I mean, his sister was like, it's okay. Like in a year or two, you guys are going to get back together. And I was like, we're not like, we're never getting like, this is a Taylor Swift song. We are never, ever, (laughs) ever getting back together. And like, I don't know how to express that to you in a way that's not going to break your heart, but like, yeah, where it's not happening. I bet it's like such a huge shift for them because you loved him so much and therefore you love the people close to them and mm-hmm. you're willing to go out of your way and do anything for them. And then now all of a sudden you're like, actually, no. Yeah. Well, I supported them a lot and they supported me a lot. And like, we really spent a lot of time together. You know, the puppy was on the road a lot. So I spent a lot more time actually with his brother-in-law and sister than I did with him. And so, you know, it, it was a loss for them and I think it is a bummer, but unfortunately you know, you do have to set boundaries and, and I just don't, I mean, between this podcast and Haven and flux, like, and my family, I just, I don't have a lot of extra time. So, and we always talk about that. Like you and I work really efficiently together. I just don't have time for mm-hmm. like the other things. And I know that's a bummer, but like, if I'm going to do free time, fun things, it's going to be with like my crew that I love, like my right. girls and my dad always used to say, unhitch the trailer when I'd be running the bases in softball. Even though I wasn't slow, he made me think that. But um, he'd be like, <laughs> unhitch the trailer. But that's how I feel with like dead weight in people. It's yeah. like you're like trying so hard to move forward. Yeah. And then when you unhitch the freaking heavy ass trailer, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Why are these steps so smooth and light and easy? Well, and alignment. Like, I don't know. We don't talk about like that stuff a lot on the podcast. But for me, is like as soon as I got rid of that, like the trailer. I basically Monday yesterday was a super great day for me. Like for work, I got for productivity, for sales, for everything, like everything just started flowing in. And I was like, you know what? We're good. Yeah. This is good stuff. Like I think I passed all the tests that the universe was throwing at me. And so now we are, we're here and uh, I'm excited to see what Unhitch the trailer, all gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes, <laughs> full send. So with that, because we full send on this on this episode, we're going to go ahead and let you guys listen to Authenticity. Uh, still don't know what we named this podcast. So enjoy. Does it have a name yet? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the world needs you. The be. person that you are. <laughs> yep. The world needs you to be fucking fabulous. <laughs> okay. Sort your shit you out. You can cut that, Christian. Thanks. Leave that in. Please leave that in. So Britt, because this is in your wheelhouse, why the automobile museum? I mean, you know, for me, it's about the cars all day long. I love cars. I like old cars, new cars, all the things. For me, the fact that they have the DeLorean here and the Batmobile in the same room is like, it's it's like, it's it makes my heart happy. Um, so that's why for me, but I think for like someone like us, like doing things with all of our friends, like 160 of our close friends could go to the theater in any movie that you want. They have so many things to offer the space camp for your kids. If you like need a little break or you want to look at the cars, 
Reno's just really lucky to have it. It's one of the biggest collections, I think, in the country, yeah. which is awesome. It's so cool. And the fact that it's here in the biggest little city is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, grab a bottle of tequila yeah. and come on into the theater. Yes, back to the future. Get all your friends, 160 of them. So the whole town of Reno. So everyone you know. <laughs> and watch a movie. Yep. You can find tickets at the uh, automuseum.org. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, that's where you go get your tickets. Perfect. Fun day. So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. All right. So we throw the word authentic around a lot lately, just as like a whole society. Social media is supposed to be shifting to a more authentic driven space. Um, They say like that the new like photo dump without filters is going to be like the hot thing for 2022. Like go fuck yourself. I don't love filters so much. So I could be just angry about that. It's fine. Um, People are calling out the intense filters that change your face, which Mm -hmm. I like because I str- I've struggled with that. First off, as someone who has darker skin, they don't actually work on me. Oh, wow. So they're literally only meant for, I don't know, like white bitches. Mm-hmm. Me. I'm, I'm tasty. So basically Britain. And I mean <laughs> that in the most loving and caring way. I'm just milky. Okay. <laughs> but it also has made me jealous. So then by like, cause I can't use them. And then, so now I just like am anti them. Well, and they are so sophisticated now that you barely can tell, but like the person's face just looks proportionally perfect, which no one's face is proportionally perfect. And so it's just, it's kind of a mind screw. I also feel like some of them, it like changes your nationality. Like the one with like the upturned eyes. I'm like, you don't even look like your, like your nationality and not that we all, we're all, it's a mixing pot. Right. But it's like, you, you don't look like yeah. Your literal self. Right. And then, so once you see your face like that, then when the filter comes off, you're let down. That is just, it's awful. Right. So, I've been trying not to do the Paris swipe where you swipe and it's like, all of a sudden it looks like I have Botox. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes in my I'm life. Ju- I just like get Botox so that I don't have to use the filter. <laughs> I'm like right behind you on that. So just bear with me. I'm like waiting to, to bite I'm, that bullet. I'm being authentic. Okay. I, li- that's the, that's the whole point. So let's discuss what authentic authenticity is. Um, how to be it and how to truly identify it in others. Because I think that's another big thing is like, how do you identify if somebody's being authentic with you? I think that, and that's truth, honest, like what is, what's going on? Cause I've had some experiences recently that made me feel kind of cringe cause the person wasn't being authentic. So, right. And it's, I mean, like you said, it's a word that's thrown around so much, but the definition of authentic is of undisputed origin. 
More loosely, it can be defined as faithful to an origin or reliable or accurate representation. Yeah. So I, so stripped down, that's pretty simple. Right. And so, and we'll get into more of that, but before we do, cause there's really two pieces of this, right? Like thinking about the origin of something, but also I found this study, um, from this, I, people are gonna be shook that I found this study. I'm yes. So happy. I'm an educated bitch. The Stanford encyclopedia of philosophy did a study on authenticity and we were, I was hit square in the face with this piece. Um, so what they say is to say that something is authentic is to say that it is what it professes to be or what it is um, reputed to be in origin or authorship. But the distinction between authentic and derivative is more complex. Okay, I can't read or talk today. So let me start that <laughs> sentence again. I've had way too much coffee. But the distinction between authentic and derivative is more complicated when discussing authenticity as a characteristic attributed to human beings. So it is more complex. Um, and then they also continue to say, on the one hand, being oneself is inescapable since whenever one makes a choice or acts, it is oneself who is doing these things. But on the other hand, we are sometimes inclined to say that some of the thoughts, decisions, and actions that we are uh, that we undertake are not really one's own because we're taking on, and this is my inter- interpretation, is that we're taking on other people's shit. And then they say, and are therefore not genuinely expressive of who one is. So even though we are doing the action and like making that decision, it could be from like external fears or pressures or, you know, expectations of others. So like, yeah, we're doing that, but it's not authentic to who we are. It's not genuine. And I feel like we're kind of seeing that a lot, especially with social media. Totally. I mean, even my friends have had the ability. I am a non-emotional person. I think about like going through my breakups and that I went through and especially the one with the puppy. I took on so much of a couple of my friends energies about that. And I acted a fucking fool, not because of the way that my friend would have handled it is wrong, but because the way my friend would have handled it on me, like when I did the way that she, it was not authentic. It felt cringy. It was so weird. Like there's no right or wrong to how you handle a situation, like an emotional situation like that. Like you have to process it yourself and be authentic to how you feel. Right. I always consider like it being almost like digestive. Like I have to take in situations and experiences and I'm not reactive immediately. I have to digest them and see what feels right. And so that's how I know when I'm being authentic and when I'm just reactive and I make, I don't know, rash decisions. Right. It just never sits well with me. So I have to go home. Oftentimes I have to sleep on it. Yep. Um, And I have to kind of like think of the consequences and everything. And so that's how I know I'm being authentic to myself. But like, if you're taking on your friend's personality during a breakup or like how she would handle it, that's not being authentic to you. And so you're not getting what you need out of that time. Also for a long while, I was not enjoying spending time by myself Hmm. and especially through the breakup. And now all I want to do is spend time by myself because I feel like so comfortable with who I am. And I think that that's like probably a sign of me feeling like comfortable in my own skin. Right. And then I probably am going out into the world and people are feeling that from me. Like I am so sure of who I am now. Right. Because you're accepting of yourself. Right. Okay. So let's go back a little bit. I want to talk about, um, the two facts from that study and the definitions. Um, if we're going to be like 
truly who we are, if we're going to be really authentic, how do we know without a question of a doubt what our origin is? What is our authentic foundation? So I don't know. I just think that like how, and then it goes back to what we were just saying. How are the people, content, and social situations we engage most with impacting that authentic foundation? And I think that's really what you have to think about. Ironically, I had an engagement this weekend (laughs) that, uh, I mean, besides the fact that I ran into the puppy on Friday night, I had another one that just really um, had me thinking. So basically, I was out at a bar with my friend and we were having a great time. Everything was going really, really well. And it's always me and my friend Holly together. I've known Holly for 20 years. We've been friends for 20 years. We played volleyball, basketball, all of that together. We're at this bar and we, we do everything together. So like we've been to high school events, like reunions, all of that stuff where we've seen this person that I'm going to talk about and she has looked us dead in the eye and ignored us. Mm. Okay. And so that's fine. We're older now. Like we don't, but you also had a history with her in high school where what that wasn't so positive. Yeah. So, and, and we don't like, and here's the thing, and this is why this is fine. Right. I have no desire to talk to this person, not because I don't like her or I have any like ill wishes towards her or anything like that. I just, she was really mean to us in high school, like really, really mean to everybody. She bullied us and she was on a volleyball and a basketball team with us. So there was no escaping her Mm -hmm. and it was her and this one other girl. And the one other girl I don't think was so mean to everybody else, but she was really bad to me. Yeah. And we all have those people in our lives that, you know, don't sit right from elementary school or high school or whatever. And then you see them later in life and you're like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and see, and that's the thing is it's like, I didn't even feel anything from her. Like when she looked at us that time when we had seen her and then walked away and ignored us and went to talk to like people who in high school were like cooler than us. I was literally like, okay, knock yourself out. Cool. Like later. honestly, like, what's it to you? And I'm not a person who likes small talk, so yeah. I'm good to not do it. I like just, let's talk. not do it. Um, so okay, anyway, so tell us what happened when you were at out the bar. and you saw her. So we're at the bar and she walks up to us and she starts by wrapping her arms around me, which do not touch me if I haven't invited you to touch me. And that's not a COVID thing. That's a lifetime thing for me. Yeah. So she comes in, she gives me a hug and I'm like, this is super weird because the last time I saw you, you ignored me. Um, and she's like, oh my God, how are you? And I was like, we're good. She Holly's kind of buzzed up at this point. And she's like, I really want to buy you guys a drink. And Holly was like, yes. And I was like, Holly said, yes, let's do it. Yeah. So we go- also, you're like, okay, yeah. whoa, what's happening here? Also, I'll take a free drink. Like mm-hmm. nobody's mad at that. So we go up to the bar, we order a drink. She, we go back and uh, we're like drinking it. And I said, Hey, thanks for buying us a drink. That was really nice of you. And she goes, I just feel like I owe you to me, like looks me dead in the eyes and says, I feel like I owe you. And I go, why do you owe me? And she goes, I was really mean to you in high school. And I go, yeah, you were. Mm. And I think that she wanted me to validate her and we'll get into why that matters. She wanted you to be like, no, you were nice. Yeah. Oh, no worries. It was fine. It was nothing. It was high school. And you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Girl, you slapped me so hard on my ass in spandex that I had welts on my ass. Like, yeah, no, you were not nice to me in high school. So right. I said that to her and then she's like, I want to take a picture and send it to this other girl who was the other bully in high school. Yeah. And I was like, so we're now we're doing this whole thing. 
So it wasn't even really about her. It wasn't even really about her. She just wanted to like show us off. So, and there's two different ways that this could have, the real kicker was she goes to introduce Holly and I to the group of people that she's with. And she introduces me as the owner of Haven and Flux. You're like, bada bing, bada boom. I'm like, (laughs) there it is. And now I know why you did this. So, So cool. And then all of her friends were like, oh, cool. You have, you know, so then that's like a conversation piece. And now, and I don't know what the purpose was behind that. But when I saw her and she walked up to me and gave me a hug, I immediately got cringe Mm. because I knew that there was no way that this was going to end in an authentic engagement. And that was why, like, I wanted to bring that up because there's a couple things that we're going to like pull off of that. All right. So you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I want to talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great grandparents started Murdoch's Western wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watched a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not gonna lie, I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch'sHatsAndApparel.com. We love it. Go shop, y'all. I don't know. I just, I got fired up. No, my heart's pounding. Well, it's hard to relive those things, but I'm thinking about a few things here. So first of all, you got to be feeling good after that interaction. The work that you've been putting on putting yourself through is clearly paying off because you are obviously living your truth and you're authentic to yourself. And she's out there clearly worried about things that don't matter. Right. Um, so good for you. Um, I've been reading the art of authenticity by Carissa Thatcher and I related to it. And she talks a lot about a ton of things and that kind of got me started on this, but she talks about being authentic leaders and more specifically leaders of huge companies and leaders in business. And a few things really stuck with me. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of share a little bit. Okay. So she says, um, being an authentic leader is not just about making the right ethical decision when the heat is on. It is primarily about doing the work every day to bring your best self into the world so that you are in shape when the heat is on and the pressure is high. Being authentic is just like being in shape physically. It is a daily decision and there's no substitute for doing the work. So I'm like thinking if you hadn't been practicing all that time, the heat and the pressure would be on 
And you would have been like, it's okay. Yeah, you were a really big bully for me. But like, you know what I mean? Just reverted back to your old self. That's so dead on because I have done that before in the past where I've let people like slide because in that moment, I like realized, oh, she wants me to validate her. Mm -hmm. And I got to make the decision. Am I going to do that or not? And I decided no, because I'm sick of people being not disrespectful, but like I want people, I'm sick of people not taking responsibility for their actions or being accountable. And then hoping that like, it's going to go away or somehow like be better, even mm-hmm. though you didn't acknowledge, you don't owe me a drink. You right. owe me an apology. Right. Like, right. And an authentic, genuine apology. Yeah. But if you wouldn't have been putting the work in every day to work on yourself, you would have been out of shape. And I just uh-huh. like, I love anything that correlates to a workout, but yeah. I think everyone can relate to that because there is no shortcut for being in physical shape. Like you have to put the time yeah. in every single day and there's no substitute for it. Yep. So there's no substitute for putting be like living your truth every day. You have to be authentic to you every single day so that when the heat and when the pressure is on, yeah. you can stay that like stay to your truth. Exactly. Um, so practice this every day and committing to being yourself. It prepares you for the hard times, mm-hmm. whether it be standing up for what you believe in, in a meeting when everyone is heading in the opposite direction or saying no, when the pressure is on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is kind of like a little current event in, I mean, vaccine mandates aside, okay, Novak, the tennis player, have you seen that? He just got deported from Australia. And like I said- I did not see this. We are not talking about the vaccine mandates. I'm just talking about him as a person. And I just admire him for believing in something so strongly. I just feel like this doesn't happen anymore. Like how many people do we see out there that are just swayed. I mean, politicians are the least authentic people that we have in the world. They're so slimy. And he believes in something so much that he's standing up for it. And I cannot imagine the heat and the pressure that is on him from his sponsors, his coaches, fans. He, with one more major win, will establish himself as arguably the best tennis player of all time. He's about to beat Federer and Nadal's record for majors. And he he can't compete in the yeah. Australian Open. And so he is wow. showing up as himself authentically what he believes in and ignoring all the other drama. And I just, to me, it's just like refreshing to see someone, especially in his position. And um, I don't know, just the pressure, because if that were me, I sure as hell would just be like, yeah, I have to, you know, and everyone say, yeah, you it. have to. I did it. I literally, it was a choice between, I mean, that's I mean, we don't need to get into the vaccine, but that was literally why I did it because I was backed up into a corner and I probably would have done it eventually at some point. But to me, it was like my grandmother's dying and mm-hmm. I either get to see her or I don't get to see her right. before she dies. And so I was like, well, that's a that's not an option for me. So right. and you didn't have the whole world watching. And no, like I'm just like, damn. So I don't know. It just kind of it just being authentic, but you know? that like gave me full body chills because it's like, what do you believe in? Right. I mean, vaccines aside, what the fuck do you believe in? Also like, like yeah, it, it, we don't have to agree. I'm not no. saying that in any, but like find what you believe in, find what your values are, stick to them, you yes. know? And that's not saying that you can't be open to new information because I think that's really important too. You can have an open mind and still keep your core values. Right and still be authentic to you. I mean, and that's what we're going to jump into, but I really do like you've brought this up and now it's just, I'm like fired up about this, but like, it's true. Like you think about all of the people in your life and it's like, uh, do you, I look at social media and I'm like, 
what the fuck do you believe in? Like, mm-hmm. are you doing this because it's a trend? Are you doing this because it's cool? Are you, what are you doing this for? What is your, what is driving you to do these things? Mm-hmm. Because for this guy, he is the number one tennis player in the world, probably of all time. And he just believe like, aside from being the number one tennis player, he decided to believe in something mm-hmm. and then he went with it. Like mm-hmm. send it, you guys send it. Yeah. Full send. Full send. Okay. So now that I've gotten us completely off topic and I got so fired up and no. I yelled, Christian's laughing. It's like a whole thing. No, I'm the one that brought that up. But I just think that it is the most authentic thing that you can do. I but- mean, and this goes back to like, I wonder who he surrounds himself with because yeah. you think about all of these major players in the world, like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's another one who stood up for what he believes in. Um, you think about obviously Novak. I think about all of these big pla- fuck Beyonce. Like mm-hmm. who is she hanging out with? I want to know mm-hmm. uh, besides Jay-Z, <laughs> but you are the sum of the people you surround yourself with most. I remember. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast at one point, but I was in a room with my, with, my ex, the puppy. And I looked around the room. It was two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And I was like, I'm the sum of these five people. Mm. Like I, and then I left, I was like, I'm not, this is not who I am. I gotta go. Right. So, um, that's a bad feeling, but I mean, there's something to be said for living in the ants space and going with the flow and being lighthearted and not taking yourself so seriously. Like I completely understand that. But when you hang out with people, often. And then you start picking up maybe some negative characteristics from them. You might need to reevaluate how you spend your time. I did the same concept on Friday night. Right. But I was with Holly. Mm -hmm. That is the person I want to be next to. That's the person I want to ride next to. Like she lifts me up. She makes Mm -hmm. me, she holds me accountable. She stands by me. But when we're out on a Friday night and we're letting loose after a hard ass week, like we are letting loose and we are dancing the entire night away. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, balance. But so obviously just kind of like take time to look at the people around you. Do these, are these people that treat others with respect? Do, do they forge their own paths or are they just kind of followers? Do they refrain from passing judgment? Are they trustworthy? Mm. Or are these people constantly trying to get others approval? Do they judge, maybe put people down? Or are they overly motivated by material things? Those are all red flags. Huge red flags. I love a red flag. I think we should talk about those more. (laughs) Um, So I think it begins to question. And like, we talked about this before the podcast. I'm going to bring it up because I obviously have gone through some experiences recently where I have shifted a lot of the people. There's, listen, there comes a time in your life where you have to shift, right? Mm -hmm. I was going down a path that was not in line with what I was doing. When I started this business, like, yeah, I was doing a lot of really fun things. I was traveling a lot on Instagram. I looked really cool. And I think about, we talked about this yesterday. I think, I think about my birthday last year and I was in Aspen and on my Instagram, it looked really, really great. And I was Mm -hmm. with a really good friend of mine, um, Morgan who owns Granarly and you guys should go buy some of her. It's snackable granola and it's Mm. literally in the best thing ever. It's whiskey granola too. Yeah. You know, I fuck with some whiskey. It's good, but we had a horrible time. Like, like seriously, we had a horrible time because she wanted to go to the X games and I was a dick about it. And because I was stressed out and I couldn't figure out how to get in, I was getting like all of these expectations from what the puppy wanted me to do. I literally made her cry at one point during the night. And then we went to this fancy ass restaurant and posted about it. And it looked like we were having a great time. And I wasn't, I did not have a good time. So you weren't being authentic. So I wasn't being authentic. 
And now I've had to shift myself, right? Mm -hmm. We shift into... So your birthday is coming up. So this year, you're in a much better place. And why? Because I've surrounded myself with the people who lift me up. So Mm -hmm. I have Britain. I have my friend Brie. Like I have my crew and we've talked about this. I don't need to go through my list of friends, but I want to use an example of the wolf again. And I know we hate this so much, (laughs) but he it's honestly the man works his ass off. Like he works his ass off. So last night it's eight 30 at night or seven. It's late. I've been working a 12 hour day. We do a check-in and he's working too. And then I look at you and I text you or I call you and you're like, or we talked this morning Mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, I worked super late last night. There is nothing wrong with when you're building a business or when you're trying to make something successful or when you're trying to produce quality work with working overtime. Christian Mm -hmm. is the same fucking thing. Like, so I just think that like surrounding yourself with those people. So let's get into some things on tips and tricks. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Sorry. I'm so fired up today. I cannot like settle down. Okay. Well, let's identify authenticity. Um, so what are the seven core qualities of authentic people? So I challenge you to think about people in your lives and who are the ones that you feel like are most authentic and then see if these match up with them. Okay. So the first one is have realistic perceptions of reality right? So these people don't live in la la land and they're not like super down. They're not pessimists and they're not like overly optimistic about everything. Like it's going to be fine when it's like, well, reality is it's not adding up. It's not great. Yeah. Right. Um, are they accepting of themselves and other people? I, this is a big one. And this is why I gave that like example just in the beginning, like the judgment from people, stop it. Don't call me a thirst trap. And if I am a thirst trap, none of your business. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, I, how people treat others are, is a huge, huge red flag of how mm-hmm. they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. So are, are they accepting of themselves and other people? Are they thoughtful? Yeah. I think um, kind. Yeah. You yeah. have a non-hostile sense of humor. You know those people that cover up things with jokes? Oh, they like say really mean things, but they like put it like a sarcastic or a really funny spin on it. I'm I, not saying you can't be. I used to be that person constantly. Like- I used to make fun of my friends all the time. It's like not cool. Well, I, I still make fun of people all the time, but I, if you're going to be not people like mostly just like, yeah, but still it's, it's non-hostile. It's all in good fun. Yeah. But you know, those people that are just like crack jokes and then everyone starts laughing and the person that the joke's on is like sitting there like awesome. So I I listened to the call her daddy last night and she talked about like that cringe. Uh, It was Jamie Lynn Spears and she like, she was, Jamie Lynn was talking about how, like when, um, her friends were talking about her, like making jokes about her sister shaving her head. Mm -hmm. And she was like in high school and she just had that, like, she said she vividly remembers like sitting in her cheerleader outfit. And like, she was trying to play it off on her face. Like it was all cool, but underneath she was like, like that, like gaggy, like stomach, like I'm trying not to barf. Well, yeah. And especially when it's about your family, like you can make, you can say something about your family, no, do not. but someone else says it and you're like, I will knife you. Like, no, that's my joke to make. Yeah. You know? Do not come for my family. Um, so I just think that that's like, think about that. Is this something that could potentially make somebody feel like, ga- like, I don't want to say gaggy, but like, right. Yeah. That like, oh, so a non-hostile sense of humor are, 
they able to express their emotions freely and clearly? Yeah. Are they open to learning from their mistakes? And do they understand their motivations? Mm -hmm. So if you can totally project those on other or see those in your friends or someone in your life, keep them tight because that's an authentic person. Yeah. Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you and a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. want to talk more about even just like being authentic and knowing if you're authentic because there have been moments in my life where I haven't been authentic. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you can say the same thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've made sacrifices for my business that have like, I look at those, um, reels that you can post Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm always like, Oh God, that's like trending so hard. I'm going to do it. And I tried to record them, you know, like of myself and it just doesn't hit, like, it's Mm -hmm. just not going to work. So we talked about at the beginning of this, you like to take time to think about things. Mm-hmm. I've learned that from you mm-hmm. this in the last six months, really. Yeah. And I think that within that time that you take to step back, mm-hmm. let's kind of talk about how you decide what your authenticity looks like, right? So for there's some questions I think you can ask yourself. And they go off of some like key things. So what is your foundation? Mm -hmm. Where do your actions originate from? What are your motives and what are you really looking for? So if we looked at that situation with the girl in the bar, her motive was one of two things. It was either to make herself feel better for years of mistreatment Mm -hmm. or it was to appear cool because she knows somebody who I don't know why she would think I was cool, but that's, I think it was a mixture of both for her, but either way, both motives are not authentic, not authentic. And I, I walked away fine from that, but like I could have walked away cringy from that. Mm -hmm. And then I think the last one is, are the people you are surrounding yourself with aligning with your foundation and your motives? Because whether we like to admit it or not, the people that we surround ourselves with will seep into our core and we will start to adjust things. So like now when I have to deal with a problem, I pull away, Mm -hmm. I be alone Mm -hmm. and I ask myself these questions. Yeah, that's good. Um, Britton, do you want to go through some of the takeaways for this? Yes. So the first, like you were talking about is build a foundation. Um, 
use foundation pillars if you need to and be realistic with yourself and others. So I want to actually dive a little bit deeper on that super quick. Yeah. Okay. So we, when we built our company, both of our companies, we talked about company pillars, Mm -hmm. right? So what are the pillars of your company that you will not stray from? Bring that into your real life and think about your characteristic pillars, your foundational pillars. Mm -hmm. What are the things that you will not stray from? I'm a family person. Yep. If you're going to take me away from my family or you're going to try to isolate me from my family, you got to go. I, I completely agree. Family is huge for me. I also think that this might be like a Nevada thing, just being born and raised in Reno where family is everything and everyone knows everything like ethical. Like Mm. we, I treat people with respect in business and I don't necessarily do what's always 100% best for BLFT because I consider others. And I'm not saying that I'm not a shark in business because I, I definitely want to succeed, but I treat people with respect and I see everyone as an individual. Yep. And, um, like we've talked about before, every customer who comes in, I'm like, this is a big deal. And I'm authentic with them because it is a big deal. And I appreciate every single one. And also, you know, businesses around Reno and you can't do dirty business in Reno and make it. It It's too small or anywhere. Yeah. Like be a good fucking person. Like, I think an ethics, we forget about that all the time, or we don't talk about it enough. We should do an entire podcast on that. But mm-hmm. like ethics are something that we just don't talk about. Like right. who are you aligning yourself with? And do they have like, are, are they a decent person? How do right. they treat others? Right. Because I think about that. And even from like a customer service perspective, like I'm out here handing out free candles when I can, because right. you know, if something didn't go right, that's not on the customer. That's on me. Right. Does, do I lose money? Does it cost me a lot? Is it, does it hurt my business overall? Yeah. But you know what? The customer didn't pour that candle. Right. And the ca- customer didn't fuck that candle up. I did. So yeah, that's being authentic. Um, yeah. Treating everybody f- kindly and equally is very important to me. Um, and then when they believe in something, respecting them for what they believe yeah. in, I think is important Even too. Even if it doesn't necessarily align with you, that doesn't mean they have to be your best friend or be in your inner circle, but just respect them. Also, it makes you a better person and it d- diversifies yeah. society. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is pause. So we just talked about build a foundation, pause. This is a new one I'm learning and I love it, but ask yourself, what is the motive here? Stop what you're doing, go through your list of questions. And if you guys want to go back to those foundation, originate motivation and aligning. Um, and then the next one show up. So be honest and have good intentions and show up. Yeah. I mean, show up as the person that you paused and you thought about and how you actually want to present yourself. Mm -hmm. I think the next one is really big. And this is a new one that I'm learning. Be content. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't need outside validation. You don't need to be like, and this is what I learned from that thirst conversation that we had. Like if I post something on my Instagram, it's because I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I've worked really hard for this body, for this mind, for this business, for these friendships, for these relationships, all of it. I'm proud of myself. I'm yeah. going to hype myself up. And right. you know what? Y'all should be doing it too. Right. So, yeah. so be content having that inner peace and, you know, staying true to yourself. Um, have grace. We're going to mess up. We're, mm-hmm. you know, recognize your mistakes, take accountability. Don't be afraid to say you're sorry. If that's necessary, that this is, this can be kind of hard for me, but what I've noticed is if I, sh- if I pause and take the time to digest it, then I kind of strip it down. I'm like, yeah, that was my fault, you know, right. but our, my guttural reaction is to be defensive. I think that's human nature Yeah, and to just react. 
Have you um, ever been in a situation, and I just want to use this example really quickly, but when you're in a situation and, well, the the perfect example is like you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and something pops up that like triggers you Mm -hmm. and then you feel that spike, Mm -hmm. like literally you can feel the internal spike. Mm -hmm. If you feel that spike, do not proceed. Yes. Like do not proceed. Yes. Stop what you're doing figure out how you feel mm-hmm. and then move forward. That, that specific thing needs time. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever getting that spike that you feel like step away, that's, and if it's something that you can control, put some energy towards it. If it's not, let it go. Yeah. Shed it. I mean, an option for me in the bar that, that night was I could have left. Yeah. I could have said, you know what? I actually don't want to drink from this person. And right. I could have left. And quite frankly, I hadn't been drinking that night. So I was, I really sh- wanted to leave, but yeah, but you know, so can you remove yourself from the situation for a long enough time? And if you can't do not react, mm-hmm. stay calm. Um, and I think my favorite thing to, to do, which I say all the time you do. is you can always begin again. Um, if you mess up or you get off track from your intentions, just start again. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. It's that simple. I agree. I mean, I think, I mean, we gave you so much information here today, but just something that I've kind of identified is as we age, it gets a little bit easier to be more authentic because we become more self-aware. So if you're younger and you're listening to this, give yourself time, but like, think of who you are today, Britt, and how much more authentic you are than you were 10 years ago. Absolutely. So as we age, I think it just we become more secure in ourselves, in our identity and who we are, we become more confident. So just keep that in mind. Um, and just what I think of after doing all this research, what I think of truly being authentic is just staying true to yourself and not letting those internal fears and external fears Mm. get to you. So internal fears for me are like, I always tell myself like, no one's going to shop BLFT. No one. Yeah. I'm I'll an never, imposter. I'll like I feel like I've market. gotten to where I am because of luck. And that's the negativity and the internal fears. The external fears are like inflation, the economy, not looking great for retail right now. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but every store shutting down, those are external fears blocking those out because every single person, every single leader, every single person who is authentic has internal and external fears. So it's shelving those. And that's what I'm taking away from this podcast. That's what I'm going to do and say, this is normal, but I'm not going to let it get to me. And I'm going to continue to push forward and stay true to me. Yeah. To your foundation, Mm -hmm. like what you believe in. And you know what? Plenty of people have done really, really hard things. And I think that ultimately, ultimately there's a calmness that starts to settle in when you show up authentically in life. Right. And I think that, you know, we've seen that, I mean, I'm not calm today. I've had way too much coffee, but like, I think we've seen that even since we started this podcast. Well, yeah. I mean, there were so many internal and external fears when we went to go start this podcast, but you know what? We were brave enough to start and to show up and just do it. And that's the other thing is just do it. You guys fucking send it full send. Be brave to be your brave enough to just be yourself. Yeah. Cause you guys are awesome. And the fact that like in today's world, what makes you different is what makes you an asset. Like Brittany and I are not the same person. We have a lot of similarities. I mean, we couldn't fucking do this whole thing without Christian. So like, seriously, I mean like, but we all have very different interests. We have very different like personalities And that is what makes this world so great. Like we forget about that. Right. Dive into your strengths because that is 
what makes you an asset in today's world. And someone needs exactly who you are. Yes. So on that, let's leave it. A um, couple things, actually, a little housekeeping. If you guys are still here and you're listening, we would love it if you would screenshot when you're listening to the podcast and yeah. post it on your stories. That would be the cutest. Yeah. Thank you for um, listening and definitely do that. <laughs> Keep us going. Definitely 100% do Listen, so us. we just told you that you shouldn't seek outside validation, but if you guys could just validate us really quickly. <laughs> 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 Listen, we're all human. Uh, please go validate us. And thank you all for listening to the 10th episode. I mean, instead of validating support. I'm teasing. I hope okay. everybody knows that I'm, <laughs> I'm only like, sarcastic. 90. Christian is like side-eye, Brittany. You need to stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm being sarcastic. That's, that's full sarcasm. Please support the pod. We love that you guys support the pod. You, we found out that you guys support it more than we could have ever expected. So thank you all for listening. This has now been the 10th episode of Brit on Blast. We appreciate you all so much. You can find us on Brit on Blast, BLFT Reno and Haven and Flux on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to review and download wherever you're listening and we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.